Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Culture. <clears throat> when you were young and your heart was an open book, you used to simp for little live. You know you did. But in this ever-changing world in which we live in, makes you mark out and cry. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Is liver champ? I. <laughs> Is liver champ? I. <laughs> From what culture? Join my Adam Nicholas and Michael. I'm from what culture? Discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week. That's right, isn't it, Simon? Hi. Thanks very much. Uh, before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to what culture. Every time when I'm on this and you say if you're a fan of this sort of thing, I have this massive existential crisis yeah. where I'm like, Who? Well, how, how, how are people still a fan of this sort of thing? <laughs> After What's- that. What's more worrying is that he could probably do this podcast just with these gimmick buttons. Yeah. And we don't even need to be here. He just presses them. <laughs> he like could he, just do he, his he intro and questions. And he like pitches the questions and just hits the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Sam? You think that's a good booking idea? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, yeah. You've not just done live and let die. Because, uh, live. Word live in a song. Google word live in a song. Yeah. You then thought, well, I can do a button as well, so I don't even need to finish the song. Whammy. Do you think this is a, Songs with live and the word egg? No, that's no good. Nope. Songs with live and the word rampage? No. Nope. Songs with live and we're going to do it anyway? No. Nope. Aye. Perfect. <laughs> Got it. Um, uh, excuse me, love. What do you think about putting the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase on theory? No, dear. That's wrong. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Duper. Oh, oh. we done about AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup that we complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Nicholas. Uh, discuss all the goings on in wrestling this week. Uh, one of the biggest things went down last weekend, of course, Money in the Bank, Nicholas. Uh, what did you make of the two Money in the Bank winners? Theory, as I mentioned, are now already SmackDown women's champion Liv Morgan it feels like the latter may be more preferable to the, the former I think one really highlighted the problems with the other mm. <laughs> uh, Liv Morgan such a great feel good moment someone fans have genuinely clamoured behind and genuinely mm. wanted to see in this position it's kind of 
how long it's going to last, of course, we don't know. It feels like, but to give her a win, a win over Ronda Rousey is no small fee. I mean, that is that's huge. I mean, that you can count, you can literally count on one hand. I assume probably less than the fingers you have on there. Um, and then you go to Austin Theory, and as much as the company might tell you that he is the guy, he is the one. This is the next John Cena. He's not. <laughs> is <laughs> no. the problem? I think. Um, I, I don't even engage with the product that much, and I know he's not the guy. And the guys sitting across from me who have to painstakingly <laughs> do this all the time, I'm probably sure are gonna are gonna reinforce that. This is it, right? Because if he was the guy, you would be engaging with the product, or you would at least be engaging with exactly. him, because it would be well, right? WWE's being very, very WWE, but I need to stop what I'm doing at this point in the week and see what Austin Theory's been up to. That's always the case. Whenever anyone is getting over, or anyone is making noise, you kind of have to make time. They become appointment television even if like WWE as a product isn't really nor does it want to be to be fair to it um and when you mentioned about the next John Cena and you know they want him to be John Cena and all that it doesn't even feel like in removing John Cena from the equation seemingly when it comes to SummerSlam it doesn't even seem like John Cena's that fussed about making him the next John Cena I'm not going to cast aspersions against him personally but what looked before Money in the Bank as some sort of (laughs) open goal, I guess, to put the US champion against a guy that had kind of rebuilt the legacy of the United States Championship and Cena was a guy that can pretty much lay down for anybody at this point in his career. That seemed to be a roadmap to Theory's next big ascension within WWE. And instead, they've relied on the briefcase and that's all well and good. Most cash in and win. And you would assume as a heel, especially him to cash and win, how rudderless and feckless did Baron Corbin and Damian Sandow look as heels when they cashed in and lost? It's kind of disastrous for your, your career at that point. But before then, what normally happens to briefcase holders? They lose. Mm. They lose and they lose and they lose. So they have given him this golden ticket. But in the meantime now, a guy that isn't really ready, doesn't look or feel ready, probably going to be eating more than he's eaten in months. Mm. He's going to be taking more defeats. He's going to be taking more beatings because that briefcase is there and it just doesn't matter the wins and losses. So, you know, it's they've got to lay in the bed that they've made with him, I guess. I just don't know how successful that's going to be. It could be months before he cashes in. It could be after the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match at SummerSlam. I love that people are booking that like you could just come out and stand up for 10 seconds and go, well... <laughs> Looks like I'm world champion. Yeah, it's no matter if it's short term or long term. I don't know if this is the run that's going to make him. There's there's more working against him as money in the bank winner than I think they thought when they first gave him the case. Yeah, I mean, like you say, I can understand to a certain extent why they gave it to him. You said beforehand in the build that it's always preferable that he'll holds it. We'll mm. talk a little bit about Liv's cashing and how that's kind of subverted the babyface cashing in rules in a second, but um. Yeah, it was one of those where if you're going to give it to a heel, you've got Seth Rollins right there. Mm. You've got Sami Zayn, as I've repeatedly pitched for. But I get it. And I also get to a certain extent people saying, uh, well, he's got a year. So just because he's not necessarily world championship material right now doesn't mean he isn't going to be in six months to 12 12 months. But also... just the passage of time doesn't automatically mean you you know you're suddenly world championship material and i get that he's this is going to be this specter hanging over a lot of stuff i said to andy on the news immediately after we got this uh development i don't think he's going to cash in in 2022 mm. uh he's probably going to cash in on smackdown tonight as i said <laughs> that, but um yeah I, I just don't see him and if he does i don't certainly don't see him winning cuz with all the belts being as where they are now like Back in the day, you could say, oh, well, they'll put the big gold belt on him. Mm. There you go. There's your cash in. You're a world champion, but you're not a WWE champion. Token gesture win, isn't it? Yeah. It's like nowadays, especially with the WWE championship and the Universal Championship, and even more so when it's on one person, Mm. 
It's not going to happen. This is the equivalent, in my opinion, of like when Jack Swagger had the briefcase, for example. I think you're right. I think that, and I think they'll think the longer he has it, as you see, you use the word spectre, it gets to the point where with every single premium live event, especially, or every major title match, you have to add the possibility of a cash in onto the drama. And if you're talking about a cash in, you're talking about theory. So at least he's in the conversation and all mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But I guess you have to, and I'm in the room with the perfect person to ask it. I guess you've got to question if, let's say, by WrestleMania next year, and let's say, again, pulling out of thin air, either Rody, uh, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns or Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Let's say that that is your big title match. One of those two things. Can you imagine that whatever they've done with Theory, as the Spectre or otherwise, will will feel as comparable to Seth Rollins running in against Brock and Roman? There was a guy that had kind of already ascended before he had the case, yeah. but the case was confirmation of the ascension, that when he entered into a WrestleMania main event against the company's two objective biggest stars, he felt like he belonged that feels an impossibility with theory and whomever they decide to have headlining next year. I don't know, like, anything can happen. Anything can change. Guys can catch fire, but we're a long way off another heist of the century. Yes. In terms of uh, talking about the women's Money in the Bank winner and now SmackDown Women's Champion, uh, Nicholas alluded to it. It was really well received, and they did the cash-in very well as well, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, I I liked this. Um, Liv has used in promos this week, and I think this has been quite creative, that the you know the problem with babyfaces cashing in is that it's a bit opportunistic and it's a bit cheap and a bit cheeky and it's really hard to spin even if in the moment everybody's buzzing about it. She said in her defence, "Well, I did just wrestle like one of the hardest matches yes. you can have. I survived and sustained a ladder match. I won the briefcase, so I'm knackered too. My legs are hurting, my arms are hurting, my body's aching, just like you, Ronda. So we're not as far apart as you might think, even if you didn't see my challenge coming. Um, I think that works. I think that's fairly credible, and I think." Um, it came across this week in the fact that when she came out to cut the thank you everybody, it's a, it's my dream, and then team with Bianca Belair, she didn't at all come across like somebody that had faked it until she's made it, you mm. know. And considering where she was just days before the pay per view, I think that's a prop, that's a genuine achievement. On the night, they took a chance, they actually read the room, and the people were willing to go with her. Obviously, it remains to be seen now. Um, they like the story where she loses it straight back to Ronda, say by SummerSlam. And, like, it's the first round, wasn't the real quiz. It's like, Lowell's got a head for the Royal Rumble and keep a head down and keep focused. And maybe, just maybe, a WrestleMania dream will come true. They love that one, um, which is weird. Second title wins versus first ones. I'm not so sure why they're so into that. But, yeah, uh, you know, it's, as we saw with even somebody as popular as Hangman Page, you don't really get to judge title reigns until they've happened where you can properly reflect on how things have gone. So we'll just have to, you know, base it on what we've seen so far, which is so far so good. Mm. Um, I'm going to ask you about Bailey because um, we're going to be chatting to you about Bailey in a podcast that comes out tomorrow. Uh, the news today, Nicholas, is that she's back at the Performance Centre. She's training. The speculation has already started, if it wasn't already, on every podcast we did before a premium live event this year about her return. They need her, don't they? I think she would. Weirdly, it's weird, feels weird saying this because there was a time when Bailey was on our screens too much because yeah. she was literally everywhere. She was carrying the brand on her back by mm. herself, whether that was, oh, well, it definitely was without the crowd when her and Sasha went on that run and then she went on that run. And she's such a presence that you, it seems weird that she's been missing for so long. We definitely have missed that. Now she would feel like a brand new, fresh face in there. I guess the question is what they're going to do with her. I think, as you guys might be about to allude on a podcast at some point soon, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, the question's got to be, does she come back as a face or does she come back as a heel? I mean, you're going to be desperate to see her, aren't you? You're going to be desperate to see her again. I know someone who's sitting right over there who's <laughs> giddy to see her. I am too, but nobody as much as him. And, like, 
I just think she brings so much to the table. Mm. It'd be interesting to see what she does with the batch that have, I don't really want to say that there's tons of people who've come through in her absence, but there's certainly people who have tried the goddamn best in a system that does not kind of promote that to working at all. Um, and just matchups, I think, that feel like they could be fresh and certainly matchups that perhaps have been a little bit in the making, which has been away long enough to mm. feel like actually now is a good time to pull the trigger on these because we've had a lot of repetition. And if the main event of Raw this week, is it this week, I can't remember what week it is, wasn't an indicator of that. You've seen this match time and time mm, again. Yeah. It still was decent, but it's, it needs some fresh stuff and very, agree. very quickly. Yeah, and the intrigue is there as well for, like you say, not just babyface or heel, but where does she go, red or blue, and who, what championship does she go after? Um, and how does the potential departure of Sasha Banks affect that? Yeah. We'll talk more about it on a podcast over the weekend, myself and the Dadly Boys. Uh, switching to AEW, switching gears. Switching gears now, here. Uh, Hamlet. Wardlow is your new TNT yeah. champion. One of the few high points, I thought, on Dynamite this week. Yeah, thank God he is as well. Um, we talked about in the Dynamite preview um, about how if this was WWE, Wardlow loses because it's no holds barred, but 50 people run in and they call it protecting him, right? And he gets pinned and then it's like, well, you've got to save it for the, the next big match. And then when it's one-on-one and there's absolutely no interference or Lambert's in a shark cage or whatever, then Wardlow gets it done. But it's AEW had to be more AEW and less WWE in how they booked this. And they did. They put the belt on him. Um, it's... Too late, in my opinion. I think he needed it straight after the MJF win. Yeah, he, you were campaigning he, for that, weren't you? He cooled. He wasn't involved in the Forbidden Door build, so that harmed his momentum. They tried one last time to do the Wardlow versus everybody bit with that Wardlow versus everybody match. Yeah. It was a noble failure, but it was a failure. Um, but we're here, and I suppose it's a little bit like Liv Morgan. The celebration, very much justified why the title change happened, very much showed that fans were there for it. But we have to now watch to see what they do with it and to see if he can find his way back to where he was, I think, right at the height of the MJF program. It's understandable as to why you would be that hot when you're coming out with this. What's effectively been a two-year-long story with MJF. It's not fair to say you've got to be as hot, but they should have kept him hotter, I think. And thank God it happened, because imagine if they'd done the WWE thing of like, well, he's going to win it, we got to wait two weeks. you got to wait for Shark Cage or whatever and then served you the rest of that dynamite. Mm. Oh my, what what would we be talking about as that specific episode had they not given you that gratification at the very beginning? I agree. What would you make as Wardlow's TNT champion? I think we in uh, Hamlet Sport about this early in the week, they're very happy to see it happen. I think I think the one good thing is the crowd who tend to be in attendance are still huge on him. Like, he's getting those reactions still, which is good because that's your worry. I know, like, from a spectator at home perspective, you think you kind of recognise as a moment where it should have probably happened and now feels like he's got it, but it could have been better. It's the comparison we made was uh, when Keith Lee was red hot in WWE, like just after Survivor Series, just after the Rumble. Two different moments where you should have pulled the trigger on the the Adam Cole stuff. The the NXT Championship should have been on his way. So by the time they were putting it on him, you're already, quite literally, in his coronation, we're looking at Karrion Cross in the the stands. Like, this is the actual guy. Here's the real quiz over here. (laughs) I don't think there's anybody who's he has the real quiz in Wardlow anytime soon because he's the guy. But I just think he, he needs. We're going to need to do something pretty drastic because how decent and like still high caliber did the TNT Championship feel for a very long time? Mm. And then we've had a bit of a lull where it's, it's just... it's become a mid card. It's title, become a mid card. Yeah. It's become a bit hot shotty. And as much as I do like each champion who can get the chance to have their own version of a belt and whatever, and like I'm sure lots of people would say that the. Uh, Scorpio Sky belt version, the Lakers colours was great and stuff. I like it. I also think though it's 
you want it. Where's the iconic images in people's heads of a belt that just this is the belt. That's the one. That's I get it. You can get your individual moments, but I want to see a guy put it on his shoulder and be like, "Come take it from me." And he does, and nobody can because it's it's that important. It gets put in the spotlight. Yeah, he's the definitely the guy. But with the way the company is at the moment, I have to say I'm I'm not super confident that they're going to be able to elevate it back. I'd like to be proven wrong. Yes, and I'd like to see that change. Yeah, it's hope more than expectation mm. right now. Is a phrase I've been using quite a lot recently. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, just bring this on you. I'm really giving you a chance to prepare for this, but I do would love to take your get your instant take on it because myself and the daddy boys talked about it quite a lot on the Dynamite Review, which is available wherever you get your podcast from. But a lot of people have been talking this week and in previous weeks about Christian Cage for obvious reasons. Yes. Uh, perfect person to talk to, I suppose, about Christian Cage. Well, <laughs> copying your look, but <laughs> did he go too far this week? Which is mad to think when he's been saying, "Oh, your dad's dead," and. <laughs> <laughs> your mum's sweet on me and what have you. But the Jeff Hardy, I'd love to know your take on all that. I think there's a... People like wrestlers dipping into real-world situations. I just don't know if this... I don't think this is the the dipping that they perhaps think it was. I don't know if maybe Matt and him have had this conversation and thought, oh, yeah, this is... We're happy to go there. That's like... We're the kind of guys who are willing to go there and it's all good because we've shook hands and everybody's cool about this. Jeff's given them a go-ahead on a text. I don't know what's happened there. I just don't need it. They're cleverer than this. They're smarter than this. They're better than this. Like, AW, you can use elements of this. Hell, you can sort of um, create elements of it that weren't necessarily real. Take take a little bit of the reality and make up something else that's close to the bone but isn't actually like, oh, by the way, this guy's actually really struggling with uh, addiction. Let's just bury him a bit more on television. Like, do we need it? Does AEW want to be the company that does that? I know there's going to be the argument about being on the edge, and I'm sure you could probably talk about the fact that, like, you go all the way back. You've got CM Punk, who's doing it, literally comes out the next night where he's, like, done up in the makeup, and is what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, the difference is you don't have to do it. Like, with, he probably regrets that. Yeah, probably He's probably mentioned it himself in as much. Like, it doesn't need to necessarily happen, mm-hmm. and I just think... There are other ways they can be cleverer, and I just think, along with a lot of other stuff on the show at the minute, they seem to be taking whatever's the simplest route on a dynamite where they know they need to get it done and dusted mm-hmm. and written before it goes on on Wednesday. And that's, you know, some people are going to love this because people love it being edgy, but for me, I, I wasn't necessarily bothered about it, to be honest. I don't need it. What would you think now, now that dust has settled a little bit? Because all I've seen really on social media is more sort of either... OMG, I can't believe he went there sort of thing. Or people th- saying, you know, heaping praise, understandably on Christian Cage, saying he's doing some of the best stuff he's done in AEW. I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe I'm being a bit of a hypocrite when I when I say it, because there's certainly been times where I've been like, oh, I love the fact that he went after the late father of Jungle Boy. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's like Nicholas alluded to. Like, someone passing away feels so definite, whereas... Especially with someone like Jeff Hardy, mm. I don't know. It, it's low. You've talked about low-hanging fruit before. Yeah, it, that's what it comes down to for me. I, like, I knew this would happen, and I and I understand why as well. But I think what's happened here is there's two things that have been focused on. One is the quality of the promo from Christian Cage, which is kind of irrelevant to this particular discussion. And number two is the individual subject matter of Jeff Hardy, which of course is very serious, and it's how how you exactly weave that into your wrestling show. That's I kind of knew those were going to be the things that were debated. And I don't think that's the point. And like Nicholas was mentioning it there, they are, WWE had CM Punk come out dressed as uh, Jeff Hardy. WWE had Jeff Hardy have the piss test with Sheamus and then have a fight in a pub against him, like the hit and run thing with Elias and all of that. Um, 
That's <laughs> because that's their playbook. Yeah. AW must never, ever go from WWE's playbook, ever. Like, and even when something feels WWE adjacent, even if you're referencing my favourite ever Bret the Hitman Heart match, add your sprinkle of AEW on top of it so it becomes an AEW play instead of a WWE one. Yeah. You know, or do what you've done from the very beginning. And why AEW existed in the first place? Because you believed that playbook was no longer the one that anyone should be exposed to. You write your own one. And that's how you get Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, and that's how you get a CM Punk and MJF. It's from the AEW playbook. You are bringing the business forward. You are making... Um, Fans remember what it is to have things not just done that one way. And it's like, well, you just do it because it's wrestling. Like, this idea that, um, you know, Jeff Hardy will have been fine with it because he's business. Or, um, you know, that Jungle Boy would have given the nod. Jungle Boy and the family would have given the nod to make the Pay reference. That's all well and good. But, like, think about power dynamics in wrestling. Who really says no to stuff? Because nobody wants to rock the boat. Nobody wants to get in trouble. It's, you know, even if not even leaned on to say no, like, uh, to, to say yes then who's to say that they would deep, deep, deep down want it to be touched, but it's just a boss has said, oh, can we do this? Uh, yeah, all right. You know, it's work for these people. Sometimes you do things in your job that you don't necessarily want to do, but you feel like you probably just should because mm. it's the easiest, you know, it's the path of least resistance. Be better, like aim way, way higher with the quality of your storytelling. Um, and I do, I understand why alcoholism is a touchy subject to be discussed and why that's been the focus of the debate. And again, I think... In my opinion, what they've done is they've taken... There's one character that you can do this with where contextually... Because everything's case by case, right? Everything's situational. Yes. Contextually, one character can do this and make it make sense, and that's MJF, right? And in my opinion, what I think they've done is they've just handed the baton to another wrestler. And I love Christian. I'm a Christian lifer. And I think he's incredible with most things, and his delivery was excellent. And we're not really debating that here. But they've kind of just handed... Right, there's nobody doing the MJF pattern at the moment, so you can have it. Here's your free gift... And and maybe actually, by the way, the only other guy that probably do it, ironically, is CM Punk. There will be a day that come there. He can do that as well. There are very specific characters that can do this. Um, but he's not around. So it's like, well, Christian can have the stuff. Christian can have the stuff that's going to make people go, <gasps> and that makes it feel faker as well. Because again, context is kind is everything. Mm. It, it sort of has a feeling as well. I'm not necessarily even sure that it's the baton given him like, oh, you can be the MJF. I think the problem is MJF has been so good, I say good, or he's so fearless in going wherever the hell he damn well pleases when it comes to cutting promos, that it feels like, it actually feels to me that they're doing it because you're trying to one-up an MJF. Like, where would he not go, maybe? That sort of thing. Yeah. And they're trying to, like, I know he's gone much worse places, obviously, <laughs> but I mean, like, I think in Christian's head, he's trying to, like, what can I do that feels fresh? So I'm not even, like, putting it on anybody. I don't think no. it's necessarily anybody's it's just collectively you've got to decide what you want your brand to be. There's going to be people who watch this who are going to be like, I don't see what the problem is. And you know what? That is also fine. Like, you can, if that's your personal take, that's absolutely fine too. For me, I just don't necessarily think I needed it. And I think just trying to want it for the boys, it feels like stand up comedians trying to be edgy. Like, yeah. We all know where that's going these days. Well, there's better ways to do comedy. You don't have to just go for what's just there because yeah. you get mm. people to gasp on live telly. That's great. In the long run, are you going to go to bed and think, that was a good bit of work? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you've got to answer that for <laughs> yourselves. We've had one fairly low-effort wrestling show for 20-odd years at this point. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the AEW doesn't exist to be that. Yeah. Like, imagine if he comes up with something that's just so creative, like it being evil, yeah. that isn't that. Yeah. That, and you're like, oh, he's done the first of a new way you could do mm -hmm. this. That, to me, is more interesting. Yeah. Because he could do the whole low-hanging fruit, but he's chosen not to. Yeah. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, before we get to this week's hashtag bloody good quiz, um, one thing I want to talk to you about in terms of the, the wider world, obviously we've, we've had a horrible few years as wrestling fans with a lot of firings and releases and what have you and just this swathe of people being put out of work. Um, but it wasn't all bad news this week because Boris Johnson uh, has had to <laughs> resign as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom uh, and he's literally been the worst Prime Minister we've ever had. Yes. Having said that... He is a character, which is why, like, idiots like my auntie thought it was a good idea to vote for him. So, um, I thought we could book him in WWE. I thought we could play a little game <laughs> and uh, see if we're going to book him at WrestleMania. You know, he's probably busy till the autumn. Uh, and then, you you know, maybe bring him in at the Rumble. Uh, can't be do any we, worse than this year's. Do we have to give him the air time? Do we have to? Well, I just thought we could play a little game. I've got the... Uh, <laughs> WWE alumni page open oh, in front yeah. of me. Oh, um, we normally do this on the SmackDown preview, <laughs> but you know I really despise this man. So mm. I thought, and if you don't pick someone I think is sufficiently going to teach him a lesson, we'll we'll just re-roll. So um, I've got the <laughs> WWE alumni page in fr- open in front of me. Uh, Michael Hamlet, you play this game regularly, so I'm going to uh, allow Adam Nicholas to go first here. Goody. Game very simply is I'm scrolling through the uh, WWE alumni page. Um, and uh, you tell me when to stop, and then you can give me a number between one and four, and we cross everything that it's someone I can actually mention okay. for a variety of different reasons. <laughs> yeah. But yes, WrestleMania. Are you suggesting the WWE alumni have a problematic <laughs> history. Certainly, uh, they're either no longer with us, or yep, uh, their name should not be mentioned on one of the biggest wrestling podcasts. I always, world. I always reference that scene from the James Bond film where he's jumping over the crocodile's open mouth. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of, there's an element of that to yeah. this. And I'm the one where James Bond's hiding in the crocodile, <laughs> hoping he doesn't get f- noticed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I am scrolling through the alumni page. Yeah, stop now. There you go. Okay. Uh, give me a number between one and Three. four. Dr. Tom Pritchard. I see, and I'd coach him into being like. Half decent, wouldn't he? Okay. Right, That's okay. what his legacy is for. Tell me when to stop. I'll stick with number three, but tell me when to stop. Stop. Now you're talking Raven. Yes, please. Raven okay, yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. mess yeah. Boris Johnson up. WrestleMania 39. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hamlet, have you got any advance on Raven? I'm still scrolling through 
this. I would say I'd book him into the mud, but then like Maggie Thatcher's still occupying that and Long Mastery. <laughs> so uh, I'll say stop. Okay. Two. Well, we're not doing that one. <laughs> uh, good. Try again. Uh, just, just give me tell me to stop. I still stick with two. Okay, stop. I love you. Because in terms of initiations into the business, you can't go far wrong, Michael Hamflet, with Boris Johnson, the fluffy-haired bellend who's been ruining this country for many, many years, versus Hardcore Holly. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we can't gone far wrong, but with those two, we've definitely gone far right. So we'll just go, <laughs> that, we'll go into the triple thread zone here, right? Oh, and he's just getting... And oh, I'm just imagining that awful yeah. Daniel Puder bullying scene from that Royal oh Rumble, but God. it's Boris. <laughs> well, not with one of them, but the other two. That's fine. <laughs> yes, oh, there you go. Oh, that it's holding Boris Johnson up against the ropes and then doing that massive kick to the bollocks <laughs> that he would do. The finisher is I kicked your ass. <laughs> finisher, you fucking resign. You fucking resign when you leave your fucking job. You fucking leave. Hey, I wonder if they shared the same hair tie. <laughs> anyway, we're apolitically. Right? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, you want to get political, lads? Jesus. I uh, came here for, this is not the show, right? This is not wrestle culture. Yeah, exactly. Where's <laughs> Phil? Phil! I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what you come here for, Adam Nicholas. Well, not, like, not like this. This is going to be like, I'm Boris now and he's hardcore Holly. <laughs> and it's a good quiz. We're bringing this down. Like, it's burning flame at this point. We're the podcast horsemen of the apocalypse. Oh. You see what he's done there? Still available. Still in the archive. Where, where, where can you find it? The complete podcast horsemen is available on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The daily Bojack podcasts, if you want to listen to them once a day. <laughs> yeah. And I certainly would. If you want a diary of the pandemic, as lived through two people reviewing a television yeah, show. Yeah, you listen back to how you two sound on that. Uh, I can't properly. But I will do <laughs> yeah. one day. Like He's I love not that ready to open this. that can of worms. Yeah. Every now and then it would become as much of a diary. There are some episodes that go completely off the rails as mm. we are losing our minds. And yes. uh, so the review sort of disappears into, uh, can you top this Radiohead songs If anybody titles. who doesn't know what's going on yet, we're talking about a Bojack Horseman podcast that myself and Mike Hamflet do that's really quite good, actually. Um, did, yeah, did finish the whole thing. The, all episodes of the show from the very beginning to the very end reviewed in full, spoiler-free, Michael Hamflet will tell you from the beginning if you do them in order. It's just quite good. And how about that? From I'm one, happy with it. We're yeah, it was, it was, uh, we, I'm pleased with it. Could it's be worse, couldn't it? It's the co-sponsor of this week's Bloody Good Quiz. It so is. Are, yeah. <laughs> Along with uh, 87AMT, if you want your name associated with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Preferably better than this one. 87AMT writes, trying to listen to this podcast is getting harder and harder. Wilburn's constant stupid voice impressions, marking out to himself is unbearable. And then in all caps, he's just written, stop <laughs> marking out to yourself. He's obviously trying to do that little scrolling quiz as well, and you stop. <laughs> he didn't leave a number though, unfortunately, so we can't do the Sorry. other one now. Did he at least leave us five stars? No, he gave us one star. Come on, mate. Think about the algorithm. That's all we're doing it for. Oh, they don't just, care. No. Someone gave us fooling robots. Someone gave us one star the other day for an advert. I was like, how <laughs> do you think this podcast get paid for, brother? It's a computer. He's a computer. We just want to go up the charts. <laughs> I can't go much higher. <laughs> what comes out our mouth is a bunch of hot farts. <laughs> you know, it's it's always nice to be, oh, the new kid on the block. Oh, look at me. I'll make Foley. I've got a new podcast. But, you know, eventually people realize, you know, the cream rises to the top. 
I like how when you've been doing this bit, you've been going for Mick Foley instead of either Kevin Nash oh, or William Regal. Kevin Nash or I like this as well. He's done it when Phil's not here, when he's gone for Mick Foley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's very, very on. smart. They're going to snitch tag, aren't they? Anyway, yeah. uh, shout out to I know what you say about Edge when I'm not here. <laughs> both, don't you laugh? You as well. I, I keep an eye on you, you yeah, bastard. I know. He sucks now. I wish <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> I wish he was better. Me too. What do you think of the uh, weird Shut up. Just shut your stupid... <laughs> fiend, shut up. <laughs> shut your stupid mouths, all of you. Okay. That man's come bridge. back from a terrible injury. <laughs> he did. You he horrible did. people. Leave him alone. Stop doing it, man. For God's <laughs> sake. Edge, do me a favour. Help yourself. <laughs> uh, ten questions. Multiple choice. Shout your name. Wait for me to come to you. And shout out to Wes, who sent me this quiz this week. It was very topical. All about Liv Morgan. Uh, it's great. Great quiz. This is far better than anything I could write. So thank you, Wes, once again. <laughs> uh, question number one. Have you started peeing Wes yet or not? No. No, good. Okay, good. <laughs> I didn't want you to lose your standards. for God's <laughs> Uh, right, question number one. The What Culture Wrestling YouTube channel has a video called The Secret WWE History <laughs> of Liv Morgan, where that cheeky little scamp Andy Murray makes various references to the documentary entitled What? I can't remember what it's called. Is it A, You Only Live Once? Is it B, Live, Laugh, Love? <laughs> is it C, Live For Real? Or is it D, Live Forever? Yeah. Oh no, that's not my name. <laughs> that's <laughs> the, the first yeah. There you go. Damn. You know, go on. It's uh, live forever. I think. Yeah. I love that. I love that documentary. Yeah, it's good. Like life is hard in WWE. Cut yeah. to your friends getting fired. Yeah. You're about to go out for a match and then yeah, it's cancelled. Yeah, like, like, but uh, we're working on it yeah, and we're getting through. We're working so hard. Although you do get that lovely. Is that is it in that one where you get that lovely little nugget of Sami Zayn in here? Like talking yes. back, which he's quoted obviously recently when she won the belt because he sort of said a while back, "Can't wait to see her win the championship." Yeah, oh, retweeters like there, you Sammy knew, he real knew. ones knew all yeah. along. We're talking about uh, the uh, uh, Dean Ambrose Chronicle just the other yes. day. Well, he was basically explaining window, how he, was, how he <laughs> was going to leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to leave, guys. I just want you to know this. I'm really unhappy. You know, if a guy forms a new company, I'll yeah. probably go there. <laughs> probably go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number two: During her run. In NXT, Liv Morgan's image was significantly different. Yeah, it was. With joy themed clothing and a baseball cap. With yo, a sl- yo, 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 yo. With a slogan on her shirt that read, what? Slay Queen Slay, fight for 201, stay brutal, or Liv won't die. Ooh. I don't actually know, but Nicholas, I'm going to say it was a fight for 201. Is that the one? No, dear, that's wrong. Can I have the options again, please? Slay Queen Slay, uh, Fight for 201, Stay Brutal, or Live Won't Die. I'll go Live Won't yeah, Die. That feels like something should do. No, dear, that's wrong. Joe's eye. Stay Brutal. Yeah. I was that spell when the uh, Riot Squad had formed and they were all wearing the tops, but Liv was like, no, I'm still going to wear my all live gear. Like, yeah. just live, live, <laughs> live, live, live. You'll only live once, <laughs> you'll only live twice. Live to riot. Live, live, live your life. <laughs> live to riot. Uh, question three. During the WWE Grit and Glory YouTube special, Montez Ford interviews Liv Morgan on how it felt to first take her real, take a first real bump. She responds by saying, what? Ha! It was the worst thing imaginable. You get used to it. Wrestling is fake. It doesn't even hurt. <laughs> or you learn to love it. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> Like that'd be an option. Pamphlet. I'll go D. You learn to love it. You learn to live. You learn <laughs> to laugh. But most importantly, how you doing? <laughs> Do you learn to love it? 
I, I mean, I've never taken a bum in my life, and I don't want that record well, to change. Well, you have. Clearly. Yeah. Of course you have. You're a wrestler. <laughs> I got to see your whole game. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I've, I've yeah. got to get a SmackDown, actually. <laughs> 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 hey, what are you doing here? Uh, question four. During the Live Forever documentary, ahead of their dark match, how much prior notice did Michael Hayes give Liv and Ember Moon that their match Oof. was cancelled? Is it A, 30 seconds, <laughs> B, 2 minutes, C, 10 minutes, or D, half Take an hour? I mean, I'm going to say the lowest one, even though it's probably not, but yeah, the 30 seconds one, please. Yay! Yeah. That's outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. outrageous. So they're like about to walk through the curtain, basically. Yeah, they're in Gorilla, yeah. yeah. They're in Gorilla, and they're literally doing that. You know when wrestlers are doing that little... Like they're going from one leg to the other, warming up, like squatting a bit. Yeah, and loosening up and that. Loosening up, and he just like he does a bit. We says it's off, and they're like, "Ha, like good one." Yeah, good one. He's like, "No, no, it's, you're off. Not happening." And they are just like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> Come again?" Yes. Uh, to be fair, Ember says it's forty-five seconds, so you know. Oh yeah, loads of time. Live more gonna cheer up about the situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fifteen more seconds. <laughs> um. True or false, Liv Morgan has repeatedly cited Lita as her favourite childhood wrestler and inspiration to become a WWE superstar. Nicholas, I'll say true, but only because of Lita saying that Money in the Bank wasn't about the briefcase, it was about Liv Morgan or something. It sounds like... Yay! Yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Uh, Liv got to live her dream at Evolution and the Riot Squad took on Lita, Trish and Sasha Banks, of mm. course. Should do another one of them, really. Should really, shouldn't they? Yeah. Especially before half the women leave to go to the other company. Uh, okay, uh, halfway through, two points each. Anyway, I should do a women's peer review. I just care about that women at all. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Question six. AEW <laughs> closed door. <laughs> <laughs> As revealed during an interview with BT Sport, which of these extracurricular activities does Liv Morgan not participate in? Ooh. Making candles, donuts, <laughs> running a book club, or running a website. Or running away. <laughs> Hamlet. So I think she runs a website because I'm sure there's some weird thing where she retrained as like a real estate agent just in case. Okay, that's uh, interesting. Um, what was the first one? Making candles. I'll go with that. Oh. No, dear, ah. that's wrong. Or, so what are the things that she does in her spare time? Yes. Does it involve donuts, a book club, or a website? I feel like she's going to be right into donuts just because like, it feels a good aesthetic to enjoy donuts as well. That's mm. cool. Just a nice, the nice thing to enjoy. Mm. I'm going to assume that Michael Hampton's brain works, and we're going to assume that the website thing is something she does. So I'm going to go with the book club. No, dear, oh. that's wrong. Oh, it's the website, isn't it? She has got a website, uh, shoplivemore.com. So it's donuts. Donuts. Mandy donuts. Rose, Sonia Deville. Um, I know they do. The Mandy's donuts. I yeah. bet you she still does eat donuts though. <laughs> Has a, they've got a YouTube channel together that heavily features their antics with donuts. They've got a shop now. Yeah. They've got a donut shop. Do they? Yeah, mm -hmm. they do. Yeah. Good I saw for that the other day. Man. Uh, still two points each. Question seven. During an interview with Big Gold Belt Media, uh, Liv Morgan was asked who she wishes could have been in the Royal Rumble this year. In response, she exclaimed that she would eliminate herself for this woman. But who is it? Lita? Ruby Riot? Nicholas, it's got to be Ruby Riot, surely. No, dear, oh, that's wrong. Oh, we went, went I get it, though. Come on. 
Lita Ruby Riot, China, or Trish Stratus? Uh, I'm just um, pleased that when she was asked who should be in the Royal Rumble this year, she'd say, well, how long you got? How long <laughs> do you have? Uh, Anyone I'll with recognisable entrance yeah. music. You know, it seems sentimental, but China. Yes. Yay! China. Quite right. Still, though, I mean, yeah. like, Ruby's your best mate, so, like, uh, <laughs> whatever. Triple H got me was over, so I should put in the woman who got him over. This is true. Yes. <laughs> and to be fair to the Riot Squad there, that lovely moment before the Bellas. I knew you were going to God. I'm sorry. Like, bad that was, rumble, wasn't it? It was yeah. a horrendous rumble. They didn't even give you the like an in-ring hug or nothing, did they? Like, <laughs> you know, like, wish fulfillment. This was wish fulfillment from wish.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It was not good. Remember Sasha Banks getting just oh choked out? Oh, my God. What was the meaning of that? Get? No, no, there was no meaning. She just, uh, Ronda, just, Ronda just, just took a spot to work really hard so, for a bit yeah. and then went, cool. And uh, I'll never forget Phil Chambers' reaction uh-huh. when... <laughs> yeah, that was pretty attacks. good, actually. Phil, one of the starchest defenders of uh, Nicky Ash up until that point. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky Ash is dead to me. <laughs> uh, question eight. During the most recent Up Up Down Down WWE 2K22 title tournament, who was Liv Morgan eliminated by? Oh, watch this. I never watched Did a book and I watched this video. God, was it The Miz playing as Maurice? <laughs> Becky Lynch playing as herself? Seth Rollins playing as Becky Lynch? Or Shayna Baszler playing as herself? Uh, what's the first one? Uh, the Miz playing as Maurice. Uh, Nicholas. Oh, I like this. I don't know. I didn't watch it on like some supposed encyclopedia over there. Shayna Baszler. No, dear, that's wrong. I guess that, though, I- well, I, I, I had four from. chances. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Seth Rollins won the whole tournament. He did. Um, and Becky got eliminated by Actually, Kofi Kingston, I think. So I'll say Becky Lynch versus Seth uh, versus Liv Morgan. Becky Lynch playing as herself? Yeah. Hang on. Was it the who eliminated Liv or who got who Liv eliminated? Liv was eliminated by who? Oh, that's yeah. a shame because I was thinking. Either way. No, dear. Ah, that's wrong. Seth. Miz playing as Maurice. Oh, all right. Uh, Understandable. Uh, question nine. Liv Morgan's face turn in July of 2019 led to time off and a rebranding, which brought her back in an angle which she claimed to be Lana's former lover. Hey, in fairness, that's a good... She's managed to do really well to get to where she is. Yes. Let's, let's just Hell of a recovery. Take a minute that. there to just say she got through it. Uh, Here, I'm Big Bob, let's be honest. Let's oh, God, up. yeah. And La- oh, no, sorry. Per the Live Forever documentary, in what way was WWE trying to get Liv to change her look? To be stripped down, to be real, to be sexier, or to be mysterious. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm just thinking about that Serena D. Pervert promo now. Yeah, just thinking pervert. Hamlet, I'll go with be real because there was all this stuff about her being in a bath and it was like, let's wash off all the old live and get the real one. Ooh. No, dear, that's wrong. To be stripped down, to be sexier, or to be mysterious? God. Good options. Who set the quiz? Wes. Good options, Wes. These are all gross. These are all exactly... captured WWE. collected three corridors of Vince McMahon's mind, allegedly. Um, (laughs) Stripped down, because that's, like, they're closest they're going to get the metaphorical, and, but also, she's a stripper. Yeah. Click the thumbnail. She's in the bath. Yeah, look, she's in the bath. <laughs> well, I don't, I'm not sure we can talk. I'm pretty sure we use that thumbnail as well. I at one don't point. know what you're talking about. She was never sister. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, what do you mean? I mocked up a thumbnail where she looked like sister. <laughs> I did not do that at all. Uh, question ten with the scores at three each. Oof. Excellent. 
Should, nah, we, should we cut? Oh, which is, I like it when we draw, you see. When me and Phil, we have a thing where we're both just trying to draw on the quiz. Well, there okay. is technically two questions left because we've got a tiebreaker. So. Yeah, it's basically the same. So we could draw, but then undraw because <laughs> yeah, of the tiebreaker. Uh, question 10. What is the secret to Liv's blue tongue? <laughs> is it... I'm just going to read this verbatim. Childhood medical condition. <laughs> I am ill. <laughs> <laughs> a blueberry blow pop, a blueberry jolly rancher, a blueberry Italian ice, or blueberry frosting. Interesting. Nicholas, you saying Jolly Rancher just rattled my head there for some reason. And I don't know if that's because of Jolly Ranchers or because Thank of the really moment. But I feel like that might be it, so why not? Wap, wow. Yay! Oh! oh! But still got one question left, though. Indeed. Yeah, tiebreaker. So tiebreaker. We, we're essentially trying to get my have on the drawing team. That's what, <laughs> no, that's how we do this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so just for fun. From Bell to three count, how many seconds does it take for Liv Morgan to defeat Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's oh. Championship at Money in the well, let me Bank? Just, let me just say for a second here before you answer that. Well done, Wes, for actually doing yeah. a quiz that's so, like, to date. You should take notes of this, you, Adam Wilbur. <laughs> yeah. The quote-unquote quiz master himself. I haven't written a quiz for yeah. ages. Great. He's, he's, out, he's out of the job. <laughs> I'll go with... She was in the ankle lock for a little bit, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. So I'll go with... 58 seconds. I think it was a like an hour. <laughs> Possibly. No, hang on. Oh, 30 minutes. I, mean, I reckon. One of you is quite close. Mm, one <laughs> of us is. I can tell you the correct answer is 32 seconds. Wow. Which means, Michael Hamlet, you tie up with the tiebreaker. Oh, God. God damn it, man. For all, no winners this time. We're, well, oh, no, we're everyone's two winners. Winner two well, winners. yeah, everyone's a winner. The only loser in here is you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> Thanks once again to Wes for that quiz. Do let us know how you got on on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Adam Nicholas at... At Podcast Horseman. You can also follow me at It's Adam Nicholas if you'd like. And you can follow Adam Wilborn at... Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Earlier on today, we previewed SmackDown and AEW Rampage and over the weekend myself and the Dadly Boys are going to be sitting down uh, to talk all about who on earth is the best wrestler of 2022 and what happens with Bailey's return so make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for that one but for now this has been Wrestle Culture once again my thanks to Wes for that excellent quiz my thanks to Hamlet thanks to Nicholas thank you for joining us and we will see you soon is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Wrestle for culture. <laughs> I'm a computer. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 